Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, and Matt Ellis. So it's, it's been a long time since we've had an episode and partly that's been our availability. But also, you know, we've had the new manager in, got the new chairman in, they brought in loads of players and it, it's going to take some time, isn't it? You know, you, you're not going to learn anything after a game or two or even, you know, three or four. We, you know, you need to let a couple of games pass, see what it's like, see how the team's playing, see how it's settling and then, then you know, start a bit of analysis from there. Um, there's also, there's obviously a lot we can go through. As I say, we brought in, you know, quite a lot of signings. Um We've had a few games. Maybe let's just start with how we've been overall, because it's been a bit of a mixed bag. We've had, you know, a couple of good wins in there. There's been some draws, you know, and then obviously most recently, you know, a couple of defeats. So, yeah, what what have you made of how we've been this last month or so? Yeah, I mean, I just feel a little bit deflated, really, after the past sort of three or four days, given the performance at Boreham Wood, um, which was which was just really flat. We didn't really turn up. And then last night, again... <laughs> You know, it was a must-win game, really. I think everyone knew that, and we kind of huffed and puffed. And I wouldn't have said anyone really had a bad game as such. Um, however, it just wasn't enough, and we're just still not good enough um, at this moment in time. And I just, given that game last night and kind of the magnitude of it, for me, if we can't beat Maidstone, then then it's getting to the point where it looks as though, unfortunately, um, relegation looks likely um really likely to be honest now can i just jump in on this one actually because I, I think let's let's get this point out of the way to start with because i know a lot of people will be thinking it as they're listening to this now and i've seen a lot of this going around on, on twitter you know th- there's there's sort of two arguments this isn't there on the one hand you know people saying th- this club was not going to exist you know a month or two ago the fact that you know we now have that club this season doesn't particularly matter. I know, you know, a lot of people at the time were saying they'd take relegation to Conference North if it meant we still existed. So that you know, there is that. But then I guess on the other hand, well, we do have a club now. You know, we do have a club and, and the chairman in his initial statement said that the intention is to stay up this season, is to try and do what they can. And obviously we brought in a lot of players to help do that. So where where do you sort of sit on on that argument? Yeah, I agree. I, that's kind of one of the things I said at some point. Um that you know that, that first and foremost um the, the club survives really um and you know we 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 can get relegated or we probably will get relegated this season but that's only because the club is, the club is still here so um it, it it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one really obviously we don't want to go down but like first and foremost we're here we, we will have a, a a club to to support next season and that is the main thing really um you know i i always thought you know realistically it was going to be a big ask um, to stay up this season, I think that probably the, the takeover maybe maybe came, uh, I don't know, two or three months too late. Um, it, you know, it, at the end of the day, it happened. That's the main thing. But I think for, for survival, um, really, it probably came a little bit too late. And obviously, you know, we've gone out and we've signed players. We've brought a, man, a new manager in, and you know, with the sort of mixed results so far. Um, so at the moment, as it stands, I think it'd be very difficult to stay up. Um, we we should have beat. Um, Maidstone, um, they were awful. We were much better, by the way. 
Um, but really, and, and as you said, Matt, I kind of agree with that. Just the kind of the, the urgency wasn't there. We, we knew we had to win. It was a must-win game, but we seemed to settle for a point. But I'm sure we'll go back into that at some point. But yeah, like first and foremost, absolutely, the, the club survives and that is the main thing. And, you know, I, I kind of looking forward to National League North. It's going to be a very strange experience, you know, playing in front of what, I don't know, 500 fans at away games. Obviously, there'll be plenty of Scunny fans um, there and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be a very, very strange experience playing on some sort of primary school pitches um, and stuff like that. But um, we'll just have to see. But, you know, the club the club survives. That's all that matters, really. It's, it's disappointing for me. Just the last few weeks... Everyone was lifted with with the change of ownership and the new manager, who you know I think I think fans on the whole have been quite receptive of of Jimmy Dean. I think he's obviously had a good record elsewhere. Um, he's come in, he, he's been honest, he's been enthusiastic. Um, he's probably not got everything right in terms of sort of team selection at times. Um, I think that Barnet game, he obviously didn't have much time to work with them, but he one thing he did do was was drop Butterfield, and I think he did realise pretty quickly after that, that that he was kind of a key part of, of this team, really. And, and if we were going to survive, I think he needs to be, or he needed to be a, a key part and a key player. Um, and I think we've seen that. I, mean, I don't think he's, I think he's played every game since, hasn't he? And he, he's contributed with a few assists and, and goals. And um, he's probably been one of our most consistent players. He was poor at poor and Wood, I would say. But apart from that, he's been quite good in the last few weeks. And he kind of realised that, I think. And, and, for me, that was good because it showed he was he was happy to kind of he made a decision maybe it didn't work and and he kind of put Butterfield back in when I did think that he might try and phase out some of the players that were here previously for some of the newer ones and I think we are seeing that now you know Smith coming in and and obviously um, Richards Everton as well coming in at, at centre back but I do think that area needed freshening up so no issues as such with that. For me, I just think we've probably made too many changes at, at once, too many people coming in the building, and I know it needed freshening up. I know we were kind of struggling big time anyway, and, and we did need help. Um, I just, I'm just unsure whether there's sort of 10 new faces, and, and they've obviously tried for more as well, let's not forget. I think Hilton said they were looking for at least another two, potentially, uh, before the deadline. I just think that, that might be a little bit too much, uh, or maybe unsettled things a little bit, because at the end of the day, Nelson was doing okay with with very limited resources. Obviously, with with all the constraints of the transfer embargo and things like that. So, fair enough. You know, made the decision. I think the fans have got behind Jimmy. Um, and in spells, I think a couple of the games we've looked quite good. In the Dagenham game, obviously scored three goals, played some decent stuff at times. Obviously, defensively we weren't brilliant. Um, the two goals that game were avoidable, but. That, that last, the second one especially though, I mean, it was right, right at the end, wasn't it? I think 3-2 is almost, it's an unfair scoreline in, in some regards because I know, yes, there was some communication errors on that last goal, but realistically, we had, we had complete control of that second half. You know, I think, you know, we looked pretty good in that game. Yeah, we did. And that, that's what that's why, for me, it's, it's been disappointing sort of since the weekend because I know Boreham Wood are up there, you know, they're, they're a solid outfit at this level. Um but we went there and, we, as I said, we just didn't really get going. And unfortunately, when, when we're in the position that, that we're in, you know, no one's expecting us to go there and, and roll them over. Um, but I was just expecting a bit more from, from the weekend and last night. I just think Boreham Wood, looking at that game, they might be up there, but they looked a poor side. And really, that game was there for the taking if, if we kind of just applied ourselves, put a bit more effort in, I think. And um, 
I don't think the effort was lacking last night. I just think ultimately we just came up short again against against a really poor side um, and just couldn't score. I mean, that was the issue. We we had quite a few chances early on. You know, Elliot's for me, he looked quite good. I think there's a player in there, um, but I think he's he's probably trying a little bit too hard for his first goal. And he's had two last night where he's where he's had a shot where he could have probably laid Butterfield in, and I can't remember who else it was. But there was there was two incidents where you know he could have probably passed it, and he's he's gone for glory, and you know he's obviously keen to get the goal. But I do think his overall play, I think he offers a lot more than uh, than Jerry um, from what I've seen so far, and I think. You know his record at the the level below is a good one, so I think he, he's going to be sort of a key asset next season because right? I believe he is under contract. So it's not all sort of doom and gloom. I think some of the players that have come in have, have strengthened it. You know, I think we we mentioned Richard Everton. I think he's looked okay. I thought Smith looked okay last night uh, in in spells, and I've been really impressed with with Bunker in midfield, but. Yeah, for me, I think we've probably signed a few too many that are just making up the numbers. And I would include the left-back in that. Uh, I know I'd probably get pelters for that. But for me, he's not really any better than O'Malley. And, you know, the winger, I just think he's probably too lightweight for this level, unfortunately. Um, I know he's been doing really well at the division below and he's been with Jimmy and Jimmy obviously trusts him. But, yeah, he's got the assist yesterday in the end. But overall, from what I've seen, he's just not up to it, unfortunately, at this moment in time. So, yeah, probably a mixed bag with the players we brought in. And, and for me, I would have probably preferred five players that are going to come in and, and really make a difference. But, you know, we are where we are. And obviously last night didn't go as planned. We didn't lose, which is probably the only positive you can take from it. Um, and now we've got two home games where we, we've just got to win them both and, and hope for the best, really. And if we don't, I think it's, it is definitely going to be um, National League North next season. You mentioned some of those players there. I think let's maybe look at some of them in a little bit of detail. Um, let's start with Richards Everton because I I think actually he's he's one of the better ones. Um, and I think he looks pretty solid from what I've seen so far. And obviously getting that goal on his debut, the header really nice work set piece. I mean, you know, to get the goal from a corner. I know Dean said he worked with Butler on that, didn't he? Um, yeah. So maybe let's chat about him a little bit. But also, if you remember back. To some of the comments made around the time, uh, you know, where does it leave George Taft? I don't think he's really in the plans anymore. Uh, no, I, I doubt it. <clears throat> I, I like him. Yeah, Richard Everton. I think he's good. Um, he's he's been solid. Like pretty much, um, all you can ask for for a sort of a, a centre back at this level. He's he's done everything, pretty much everything right. Um, been pretty impressed with him. He's been he's been pretty consistent. Uh, obviously, you know, he said he scored a good goal. Um, and I think that. He just brings that little bit of, uh, he's, I don't know what it is, if it's like presence or calmness, um, he, but he, he just seems to bring something to the defence that we've we've perhaps been lacking for for quite a long time, actually. And I think that he has massively improved it. Um, and, and I think, you know, Taft, the less we see of him, the better. The guy's an absolute donkey. Um, I'm amazed he's a professional footballer. So um, I, I can't imagine we'll see him again unless we have some sort of injury crisis at centre-back. Um, but yeah, like I've been impressed with him um, so far. Um, no, no real issues. Probably, as you said, one, one of the better signings, and it's just a pity he's only on loan. I think as well, what you need to consider is that we have had, you know, some centre back issues this season, certainly. And Boyce probably, arguably, wasn't maybe the signing that we thought at the start of the season. But I'd say he's come on a little bit as well, and I think Ogle as well. Obviously, he's not a new signing; he's been here a while. He's looking really good at the minute as well. I'd agree, Matt, with you maybe on the left back, but I actually think 
the three there, it, it's pretty solid at the minute. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. And obviously Smith, we saw uh, in for Boyce last night. And I think he's got a bit about him. Obviously, he's coming back from injury. So we don't really know. You know, it was a pretty serious injury at Harrogate. Um, and he's obviously come for game time and to get himself back fit. But I do think he looks OK. He looks like he can get around the pitch. Um, not the tallest, but I think, yeah, he defended quite well last night. So no issues with those two as, as a bit of a partnership. And I, just on Richards Everton, I think the only real thing he's done wrong in, in the games um, so far for me, obviously he gave away the penalty at Wrexham. And it wasn't the penalty that, that he gave away as such I, I the issue with, because I think I think we all agree that was never a penalty. I don't think he, he made any contact. Um, I think it was just in the build-up to that and, and the ball was, I think Leek had maybe headed the ball up in the air and he was just a bit reluctant. I think he got caught in two minds between kind of going for the ball and, and winning the header and getting back into position and I think in the end he, he did neither and Mullin just got that yard on him, which which kind of forced him to make the tackle um, or non-tackle, if, if you like. But um, but you know, I think if if he'd have dealt with that, you know, he's a big guy, and if he'd have gone for that first ball or the second ball, if you like, I, I think we'd have probably got into half time at nil nil, and and that was a shame really, because I think other than that, he's been pretty pretty good. And as you say, with Ogle, I think he's been sort of really consistent in the past few games. Uh, I thought he had another decent game last night. Obviously, he likes to get forward, and yeah, he's been he's been consistent. So you know, that's that's all we can ask for, really. And I think I think coming out of Wrexham, I heard a few of their fans saying he he played well that night as well, and kind of uh, looked a decent player. And I think you know, for this level, um, he's he's definitely kind of found his feet now, and um, yeah, he's, he's been one of the most consistent performers. But I think you're right. I mean, that sort of back four, it's not looking too bad. And, and obviously with, with Chapman, obviously we'll probably go into how he's kind of fitting in a, in a bit more detail. I think obviously Boreham Wood, um, obviously he's made two mistakes and, and they've scored two. But on the whole, you know, I think we, with him there, he obviously he tries to talk them through it. He's, he's quite a calm and influence, I would say. And with him and, and Richards Everton, who's similar, like Matt said, um, I think it has improved the back four to, to an extent. And now I, I do think, especially away from home, the main issue really is is getting getting the goals at the other end because I think that's where kind of we're scoring goals at home and and um, you know three against Dagenham we're just not doing enough away from home at the moment and I think Jimmy would probably be looking at it that we've got to get points away from home and, and win the home games which is fine but you know to pick up points away from home more often than not you've got to get a goal haven't you uh, you know because we're always good for conceding one. Um, and I think that's probably where the problem lies at the minute. Well, yeah, I think you're right. We'll we'll talk about the keeper in in a minute. Let's let's do the forwards while we're at it because you know it wasn't that long ago that I mean we had what one registered striker something like that, and then obviously Lavery went, didn't he? You know, so it was an area that we definitely needed bodies in, and and they have brought players in. You know, as you say, Sambi Ferris is in. I know he's sort of more of a winger, but you know he's there. There's you know Jerry Madonna, Elliot as well. Um, yeah, what have you made? Because as you said at the start, the, the chances are there, and um, but it's just you know taking them and, and finishing it, which seems to be the problem for us like not just this season but going back two three four isn't it yeah we we seem to be i don't know a little bit nervous in front of goal for some reason I'm not entirely sure why i mean it's probably a, a habit of being shit for the past five years but i think that you know i think i think it's going to take jimmy a little bit longer to kind of change the mentality i think we've seen it to an extent but i think you know <clears throat> we're not ruthless enough in front of goal and, and we still struggle in in the final third um and that's something 
you know we've, we've got to sort out really um obviously we, we've looked to address it we've, we've brought in um you know two strikers obviously madonna and um uh elliot as Elliot's, well yeah um and i think uh, I don't know. I think I think honestly, the weirdest thing at the moment is the formation, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not I'm just not understanding that. I watched the game last night. Um, just the formation, like Elliot looks completely and utterly isolated, uh, and and when we like, lump it long to him, he's not winning it. He's not really built for that. He's he's not winning the headers. Uh, I mean, to be fair to him, I think he looks okay from what I've seen so far. He looks relatively sharp. Um, his movement's decent. He seems to have a good touch. You know, I think, as you said, Matt, he will be a big player next season when we get relegated. I think that yeah, I imagine we've probably bought him from for that. And and you know, he's obviously getting his game time now. But I think if we do go down, I think he'll be a big player for us next season. I'm, I'm sure he'll score the goals. But I think that you know, it's mainly the formation is weird because the players at the top of the pitch aren't close enough together. I mean, you've got Beeston playing on the left wing. He's never a winger, not in a million years. Um, and last night, obviously, we started with um, Sembi Ferris as well, um, who, I, I, I don't know, I, I think he's okay. I, I know, he, I think he's a confidence thing, honestly. I don't know why, um, but I, I just think it's a confidence thing at the minute with him. Um, and I think he's he's just got to sort of take that time to just like, steady himself and, and get a good performance under his belt. And I, I think he'll be all right, obviously, you know, an assist yesterday, um, for Butterfield, uh, yeah, you know he's he's got a lot to prove, and and on the showing so far, I think that he's he's probably doesn't look up to it. I agree with you, Matt, but I think that I'd, rather than being a talent thing, for some reason, I just think it's a confidence thing. I think that if he does get chance this season, I think he, once he gets going, I think he'll he'll be all right. Um, I mean, he did miss his sitter against Mayston. Um, I think it's the Barnet game. He was very unlucky not to score with a really good header. Um, so I think it's. It's one of them. I think that the more game time he gets, the better he'll get. Um, and then again, you know, if 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 we don't stay up this season, he's he's going to be an asset in the league below. Um, he had really good stats before he came from Peterborough Sports. So um, I think him and Elliot will be really useful next season for attacking options, and, and obviously McDonough as well, I suppose. Um, so I think that you know, honestly, the formation. I, I, I'm just like, I'm not sure if the manager really knows what his best formation is, and that's not really that much of a surprise when he brought in so many players. Um, so ultimately we're not going to find out that sort of best formation, um, the best game plan and, and see the best of these players in time to put the results together that we need to stay up. And that's the real issue, I suppose. I, I think the issue I've got with, um, you know, Sembi Ferris, I think Wilson's gone a little bit off the boil. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'd say that, you know, I think I was a little bit frustrated. I think obviously at Rex and Matt, um, you know, at times he just looked a bit reluctant to to go past a man and, and beat a man. And at Boreham Wood, he was he was poor. However, at the moment, for me, I would I would pick Wilson over over Semby Ferris every time. I think he's um, you know he's he's proven that he's okay at this level. You know, he's especially at home. He, he's come up with a few goals. He's, he's looked quite good in game. And I know you've, we've we've got a lot of games to get through, and, and you've got to rotate the squad and things like that. But for me, at, at this moment in time, Wilson is the better option of the two. And then you look, and you've got Shields. And I know Shields came in; he's been injured, he's missed a bit of training, but he was thrown on at the end of of the game at Barham Ward. I thought he looked quite bright. Um, I thought he he probably had done enough on the back of that to deserve a start. And you know, he's on the bench, and and obviously the manager's got to make that decision. But I think. At this moment in time, Sembi Ferris doesn't look ready. Uh, 
we've seen that Wilson can do it. Okay, he's a bit hit and miss, but you know he, he's he's done it. Dagenham game, I thought he was quite good. He's obviously scored a, a good goal that day, and then you know it's, last night he's gone with um, Ferris, and and he's not really um, for me. Didn't didn't look up to it. I know he's he's got the assist, fair enough. Um, but yeah, just his all round play just just looks a little bit lightweight. And um, whether it is a confidence thing, I don't know. It might be, you know, when when he's kind of one on one with a man, he, he just seemed a bit reluctant to go past him. And whether he's too lightweight to get past him, whether it's a confidence thing, I don't know. But for me, at the moment, I don't think he's the best option that we've got. And unfortunately, we've not really got the games to be kind of bedding in players like that and, and hoping that they come good. Um, I think we've got to play the best option at the time. We've got available and, and Fields has played a hell of a lot of games at this level, obviously done it at a higher level in his career and Wilson's proved himself to a to an extent this season. So that for me, that's that's the issue I've got with it. I'm not saying he's not... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Going to be a decent player next season. He's obviously doing it at that level with, with Peterborough Sports. And actually, I was hoping he'd be one that, that could step up and he looked quite an exciting signing. Um, but from what I've seen at the minute, yeah, it's not not really the right option, I don't think. Um, and in terms of the strikers, as I said, I do like Elliot. I think um, I know you said he, he's not winning a massive amount in there, but I do think he puts himself about. I do think he's he's quite physical. You know, the issue at the moment with him is he just needs a goal, and I think when he gets a goal, he, he will settle. And I think we'll see a lot better player on the back of it. He's just got to kind of get that decision making right in the final third, because at times, you know, it, it will be right to have a shot. And I think there was one yesterday where um, he was sort of. 10 yards out and he probably you know I, I think I would have had a shot in that situation but there was another one where he could have laid it off and I think it's just things like that you know if people are in a better position you, you've got to find the man and I think he will come good though that's that's the thing with Elliot um, I think I've seen enough to, to think that you know the, there's a player in there and I think with the players that kind of were available um, to us you know I think I think that's quite a solid signing so you know fair play for, for Hilton obviously paid a bit of money for him as well and for getting that one over the line, because I think he will be an asset next season. And then the jury's out really on on Jerry because I think you know that first game against Barnet because he was playing, we were kind of sucked into the long ball, um, and we've done that a little bit. You know, every time he's been on the field since. Well taken <laughs> goal though in that game. Yeah, exactly. He, he took his goal really well, and he worked hard that night. I mean, he he had no kind of um, 
no service really. It was just long balls, long hoofs, and and he did the best he could. But you know, I don't think he did much when he came on at Wrexham. Again, much of the same. You know, not really any service, but didn't really get into it when he came on. And and Boreham Ward, obviously, he's got to score that one where where it comes across the face of the goal. I mean, he's he's probably. He's less than a foot out, I think, and, and he's just got to put that in. It, it, I mean, it's, it's more difficult to miss. But that's where we are at the moment. Uh, the one annoying thing last night for me is is we did a like-for-like like and, and Elliot, OK, you know, he, he'd had a decent first half. He went a little bit, he was a little bit quieter in the second half. But I would have liked to see both of them on the pitch at the same time. You know, we needed a win um, and it's a like-for-like like swap. And again, it goes back to the formation that, you know, I agree. I completely agree with Matt. At the moment, you know, Beeston, he, he puts a lot of effort in. He's he's around the pitch and, and he's, he's quite energetic, but he does nothing out on, on the wing there for me. Um, you know, it's he's got to choose really between between Beeston and Pew and, and play one and, and go with the wingers and, and just try and kind of get two in, two in the box. Especially, you know, if he's going to start like that, Fair enough, you know, but you've got to change it in games if it's not working. And for me, it wasn't working in that second half last night. We got the goal, we needed to kick on, and it was just a light-for-light light swap, and it it just killed it for me, really. And I think if we'd have put two up front, you know, it would have been a, just something for them to think about, you know, with Jerry up top, obviously a big guy, and, and Elliot running off him. And we've not really seen that partnership yet, and that's, that's something I hope we'll see in the next few games, really, because I think, um, you know, we, we've got two two big men or two, you know, that'll put themselves about and um we've not seen if they can work together. Well I thought that's why he bought them. Brought them in yeah. to play together in that in that setup. You know, that would make sense. And he's he's brought wingers in. He's he's brought what? He's brought two wingers in and two strikers in. Um so you would think that he would have gone with two on the wing and two up front would make sense. And um, we've not seen that for whatever reason that is um, but yeah, that, that's that's the thing that we need to see. It's the the Madonna and the um, uh, Elliot partnership um, because I think it'll work. It'll certainly work um, next season um, at National League North Mill level. But I think it'll it'll work at this level as well. Look, it's it's that kind of setup successful for Wrexham. Um, you know, Palmer and Mullin. I know they were very very different ends of the table, but the the premise is 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 being tried and tested, especially for Scunthorpe. You know, I mean, we've done it for years, haven't we? Um, with uh, with the big man and the little man, it's something we've always done. Um, so the, really, that's what we need to see. I think should we just before we go on to the next bit, one last player I think we need to discuss is obviously Aaron Chapman. Uh, you've mentioned him already, Matt, but you know we needed a keeper desperately. Um, and I, I think Foster's played quite well in in the games that he did play in. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a necessary position to fill. Matt, it's obviously your favorite favorite talking point. So what do you make of him? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you know it's it's taken that long, hasn't it, to get an experienced keeper in since well, since Jilks really. It's taken the change of ownership of a football club to finally bring it the fact that we've been screaming out for an experienced goalkeeper. Um and and you know, he's come in and I think he's been absolutely fine. You know, it's it's, it's what you want. He's 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 relatively steady, he's got a good presence, he comes for the ball, you know, he's very vocal, everything you expect from an experienced keeper. It just gives that that back line a bit of confidence. Um, you know, we see he made a couple of good saves against uh, Maystone the other night. That obviously, essentially, he's got us the points. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think we were crying out for it. He looks absolutely fine. You know, it, how hard can it have been to sign an experienced keeper? Um, I know we've been in for him before a few years ago, but, you know, 
like if if he's I'm not sure what his contract length is like, but it'll be good to see if we do go down. It'll be good to see him stay again. So I think he again he will be an asset at that level. You know, a, a goalkeeper with good pedigree, massive massive presence. The guy's absolutely huge, um, and I think that you know again another really good signing. Um, no, absolutely no complaints from me whatsoever. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, I think he's he's been okay. Um, obviously, the Boreham Wood game. I don't know. It's two mistakes in a couple of minutes. Um, you know that that second one, especially just just miscommunication, and we've seen it so many times. You know, over over the past few years, where where we've had defensive mix-ups and, and keepers, and yeah, just just come at a bad time. Really, that that goal then, just after uh, going one 0 behind, uh, and I do think he should have done better with that one at his front post. Um, however, that said, you know I think he's he's done okay. Um, He's a presence in the box, you know, he's coming for crosses and, and last night, I think, uh, to be honest, he made a fantastic save sort of last couple of minutes of the game and, and if that goes in, you know, that's, I think we're definitely down then, aren't we? Let's, let's be honest. Um, so, you know, that was that was a good save and, and I think on the whole, you know, he, he should be able to come in and, and do a job and it sounds like he's signed up for next season as well. Um, seem, seems that way. I think Steve Evans actually um, suggested... Yeah, I think Steve Evans had suggested he'd signed an 18-month deal. So, um, again, no confirmation from the club this side, but I think Steve Evans, uh, was it Stevenage? No, no, yeah, yeah, he was Stevenage, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I think Steve Evans kind of uh, confirmed that in the press there end. So, you know, I think he's he's fine. You know, I think um, experienced keeper at this level talks him through the game. He's a bit of a leader. I think you can, you can see him talking to, to players and <clears throat> I think he's probably... Um, you know, well liked as well. Um, seems to be, you know, seems to be placing to like him. So um, yeah, I think it was decent signing. And yeah, it's it's just interesting, really. Um, whether I know Hilton's talking about bringing a couple more in, but for me, I, at this time in the season, um, you know, it's going to take them a while to get up to speed. I, I just don't don't know if there's any value in that, unless they're you know a great player. Who's who's going to improve things dramatically? Um, I'm not sure. It's it's really the time to be strengthening further. Um, well, I, th- I think there's only is it 12 games we've got left, something like that. So it's it's not a lot, is it? Maybe maybe let's let's look at that actually. Because I mean, last night was the one, wasn't it? You had to win that one really. Two home games coming up: Eastley, Altrincham. You know, there's there's opportunities there, but it's there's there's some difficult fixtures still to come. We've still got Notts County to play, you know, things like that. Do, do you think it, it, do you think it is gone, or do you think there is a chance we could still stay up? Yeah, for me, I can't see it. Um, uh, and it, look look at the next two home games, even um, Eastleigh and Altrincham. Yeah, um, Altrincham are in good form, you know. Um, obviously, Altrincham were at the bottom of the table with us at, at one point, um, and they kind of moved away. I'm sure they've had a few decent results, so. uh, and decently definitely kind of in and around the playoffs, maybe just outside. I think um, so. Th- these aren't easy games, you know, uh, and realistically, you know, the, the test of our credentials to see if we could survive was last night, and it, it was it was we had to win it, and like just just sort of like the first five or ten minutes, we were just like on the ball all the time. There was so much space in the midfield and I just thought we really needed that early goal and, and we needed to just, you know, really go for it, but go for it really early. It just didn't happen. And, and 
Yeah, it was a weird one because there was that kind of feeling. It's one all, you know, we draw, it's no good to anybody. Um, you know, we needed to win and, and we didn't really show that kind of impetus to go forward and get the get the winning goal, which I, I found really, really strange because it, it was essentially win or basically go down to a certain extent last night. Um, and I know Gates said have, have lost a point, so that kind of makes it a little bit easier, I suppose, if you like, on us. But at the Still end got of the day, them to play as well, haven't we? Yeah, so we've, we've, we're obviously still looking at um, playing the teams in and around us. Um, and, you know, mm. we've got to beat them. We've got to get a ridiculous amount of points from the remaining, I think it is 12 games. Um, and and I, I can't see it. We just don't score enough goals. And, and that's that's the that's the basic problem. We just simply do not score enough goals. And I think, that, yeah, the defence is, is, is a lot better than it was. But with this formation, um, I, I can't see it, unless something just clicks. Um, but you know, it, it's always like this, isn't it? You know, if we win the next two, again, changes, yeah, it, everything changed. I can't see it, but you know, two home games, you know, we we quite we could we could do it. It's it's, it's a very weird league, isn't it? You know, there's, there's anything can happen, um, and I think that you know, we, we 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 win the next two games, yeah, fine. But again, like having said that, look at our record. We we don't win many games, um, and, and and last night was the one. I can't see it honestly. I I honestly can't see it. I want to see it. Um, I want to see it, but I just think the kind of signings, the takeover, the new manager has just come two to three months too late, honestly. And and I think it's going to be the case that we're going to go down. And I think that uh, you know it's like again, what is the plan for that? Um, and and, and I think that you know if if we do bring in a couple another couple of other players in like I, I agree Matt I just don't think that um, it's going to make a huge amount of difference this season however if the players that we're bringing in are sort of permanent signings that are going to be playing next season then I don't have a problem with that you know get them in now get them some games in the squad and stuff like that you've got the summer to rebuild again you know we do it every season now don't we but uh, I just think that that's it Let, let's we need to be realistic and we need to start preparing for next season now because yeah you know it's like oh we're going down we'll be fine but look this season was a complete disaster we thought you know even though we'd been sort of like perenni- perennially shit for the past sort of like five years we thought coming down to this level you know we'd be all right we might get mid-table something like that but no we're literally going to get relegated again so um, it's it's time now to build for next season, and hopefully they've identified that, and hopefully that's what these signings are. You know, Chapman, um, Elliot, you know, Madonna, you know, Sembi Ferris, you know, all these players. Hopefully that's what those signings are. It's their their players that are going to be starters next season, and it gives them time to bond and gel this season. And at least if it didn't happen immediately, at least that would then be there for next season. Um, and, and I think that that's kind of what we've got to look at. And, and like, hopefully that's the way they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, any any signings that come in, I don't know if we're at the loan limit. I think we probably are. Or at least, I think we've got the five loans, haven't we, at the moment. Um, obviously, Fust is one of those and we've we've not seen it. Does he exist? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not seen him, not not really heard anything about him. But he's obviously taken up one of those, one of those loan spots. So, um, you know, I don't know if we can bring any more loans in or if you can, you know, can we have them in the match day squad? Obviously, you can only have the five subs as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's got to be someone that, that really improves the group or, you know, on a permanent looking ahead to next season. But I think even that, you know, there's questions about that because, you know, can, can Hilton fund the club on a full-time basis next season? You know, we, we don't know. He's not really answered that as he's not really... Um, kind of said his plans I understand why because you know if he starts talking about if we go down we'll either go part-time or, or, or 
you know, go um, stay full time. Now, I don't think it's probably not the right time to be talking about that now, while while there's still points to play for this season. And but it is something that, that's going to have to come. You know, if if relegation is confirmed um, in the next month, six weeks, whatever, it's going to come. It's, it's it's a question that needs answering, isn't it? And I think the kind of standard of player and, and things like that, it's going to have a bearing on, on the standard of player we can bring in and, and whether people want to come in on, on part-time part-time deals and, and a part-time basis. So, um, you know, it's, it's massive, isn't it? E- either way, um, there's not many clubs that are in that level. I think York did it, didn't they? I think they stayed professional in, in the National League North, but, you know, I think the, the vast majority um, are part-time and... <clears throat> You know, it's just whether that can be funded. Well, well, it would affect a lot of things. I mean, one thing I guess we haven't talked about so far, which we can maybe mention here, because I, I guess it links and, and maybe wrap up with this. Actually, is this um, this lifetime eighteen ninety nine membership thing? You know, to to bring the um, the ground under sort of fan ownership. So, I mean, it's all on the website, isn't it? And I know he's done an interview about it. Uh, what what have you made of that? Because I mean, I, I do wonder if, if we go down, as you say, there's a massive difference between this league and the one below. Do, Will that change? Does anything, you know, does does that get affected? Well, you know, I think on the face of it, I think everyone was crying out for, um, you know, some protection for the stadium. Um, obviously, when Swan was here, there were there were conspiracy theories. You know, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to knock it down. Um, you know, he's, he's going to build flats on the whole thing, and, and obviously that never happened. <clears throat> but you know, there were there were people that genuinely believed that that's what he was going to do, and um, so you know, th- there was a genuine worry from some fans that that was going to happen. So I suppose this is kind of Hilton's way of saying, you know, I'm happy to give the stadium back to the fans, you know, it's protected, the fans can can have ownership of that. And I think, you know, on, on the on the face of it, um, you know, I think that is a an attractive proposition for um, a lot of fans. As I've said, you know, on Twitter, it's very difficult because it seems at the moment you can't ask questions with without being accused of being negative. Um, and I, I don't think it's been negative. I just think there's there's some very um, valid question marks around the whole uh, membership scheme at the moment. Um, and I think Hilton, to, to his credit, obviously came on, did the interview, cleared a few of those up. But for, for me, and you know, if, if people feel that they've got the information and, and they they feel happy to to put the money into the club, you know, fantastic. That's going to help the club moving forward. But for me, you know, I I couldn't do that at the moment when, you know, the land is still owned by Swamp. You know, he owns the land, he owns the, the stadium uh, until that deal goes through. And, you know, I've, I've got no doubt there's there's things in place, you know, there's there's legal agreements in place. Swan's agreed to sell it, Hilton's agreed to buy it, you know. And I know these things take time. But for me to come out and ask for the money, um, you know, to, to kind of start selling this membership, when the club don't own the stadium, uh, I just feel it's a little bit rushed. Um, and that's my only concern with it, really, at the moment. You know, if people feel comfortable to, to invest in it, that, that's up to them. For me, that, that would kind of make me think twice and, and hold back until that part of the deal's done. Because I think, you know, at the moment, um, you look at the list of benefits, I think the cash, cash draw is decent. You know, that's, that might entice a few people in. Now, obviously, your free season ticket, um, but I think for the average kind of paying customer, average fan, it is pretty expensive. Um, well, if if you look at it, it's it's sort of the equivalent of I don't know, maybe five or six years worth of season tickets. Exactly, yeah. And I, th- I think at this moment in time, with with everything that's that's happening, you know, the cost of living, and you know, 
it sounds like energy bills and things like that are going to go up again in, in the next couple of months. So, you know, it's um, it's getting difficult for people. And, and I think to hope fans have that amount of money laying around um, that, that, that they can just hand over. I, I don't know. I just I just can't see many people at, at this moment in time um, going for it. You know, I hope it, it is successful and I hope it, it brings some money into the club because, you know, at the end of the day, um, any money that, that the club can generate... Uh, you know, it might be the difference between next season staying as a full-time club or, or having to go part-time. You know, we don't know. But, you know, for me at the moment, you're looking at the benefits list. Do I think it's, it's worth it for me? No. If if I was a, a business, a local business, and was spending a lot of money on sponsorship and, and hospitality and things like that, then it probably would be, to be honest, at, at this moment in time, because you're saving, I think, you're 20% on your advertising and, and things like that. Um, you know, if you if you're sponsoring a couple of matches and and match balls and and you have a couple of you know your advertising boards and and no doubt they'll be doing advertising on the um, the new screen and things like that next season, then it probably is worth it. And you know, I think that's it's probably quite attractive to to some of the local businesses that are spending quite a lot of money. But um, you know, at, at the moment, and it's not been negative. You know, it, it, it's just it's just my opinion at, at this moment in time, and it'll be interesting to see how many sign up. I know you can do your payment plans and, and things like that, but I do think it's probably a stretch too far for, for quite a lot of the fan base at this moment in time. Um, not to say it's not a good idea, you know, on the, on the face of it. I think Chelsea, they've got something similar. You know, there's, there's other clubs that have tried similar. But, you know, we, we're kind of crying out for a fresh kind of approach on things. We, we've always said, you know, it'd be nice to see some innovation and, and thinking outside the box. And I think that definitely is that. So, you know, I don't want to criticise, um, you know, the, the new ownership for that because, you know, it's something different. Um, I just think get the assets in, in, in the club's ownership and then, you know, go go with this. And that's my only thing. It, it just feels a little bit rushed. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I am with it, really. But, you know, if, if people are happy with it and, and they've had all the questions answered and, and they think it's a good proposition for them and, and they're going to make the most of the bar facilities and, and all the other things that, that come with it, then, then you know, it might be um, might be worth doing. But, yeah, for me at the moment, I think I'll, I'll sit on it and wait. Yeah, and I think we'll uh, we'll leave that one there. So, approaching very interesting point of the season, as we said, twelve games left. Um, so we're certainly doing some more episodes to cover those. We have all being well uh, and in conversation out next week as well. We're hopefully recording with Tom Evans on Monday night. So that if if that's all gone to plan, that should be out with you Wednesday or Thursday next week. Uh, so yeah, do, do tune in for that one, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 